listening to the Amazing Seller Podcast, hosted by my dad, Scott Volker. One thing you might not know about my dad is we like to make funny noises and faces to embarrass my mom. Enjoy the show. Bublé, oui, oui. You know? We speak French. Yes, you know, bublé, oui, oui. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there you go, right? There is myself and my daughter, my youngest daughter, eight-year-old Kayla, uh, just having a, a good time here. And I asked her, I said, hey, do you want to record uh, an intro for the podcast? She said, oh, yeah, that would be great. And she goes, but, you know, can we can we say any of those funny things that we do? And I go, oh, yeah, absolutely. I think everyone would enjoy that. So there's a little sneak peek into uh, Kayla and my world uh, because we are the goofier ones in the family. And uh, we do tend to embarrass mom and uh, <laughs> do all those funny things. So let me get the show started uh, at least where you can actually know what episode this is if you're following along. This is episode 156. And today what I want to do is I want to share with you December's numbers. And I also want to share with you some lessons learned uh, throughout this whole process because this is a process. This is not just something you're going to start in one day and then get results the next and kind of look at it. it, it it's, it's a journey. Um, I do believe it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And, uh, you know, a lot of people get hung up on the numbers and they get frustrated. And I wanted to just kind of give you a glimpse into, you know, my business and kind of let you know how it's going. And there's been ups and downs and I will be reporting both of those. I don't necessarily think we should sit here and just, uh, you know, give you all of the, uh, you know, all of the highlights. We should give you some of the, of the things that aren't working so well. Um, now I don't think that, you know, December was terrible. A lot of people had phenomenal months. And that's the other thing. If you're following along with, well, even on the TAS group, you know, the Facebook group, if you're following there and you see people posting screenshots of, you know, $50,000 months and $100,000 months and all of that stuff, don't get discouraged. You know, they didn't just start, you know, in one day and then the next day it was there. The other thing is, is they may have products that are selling, you know, better now than they will in the first quarter. Uh, and that's kind of what I've seen. You know, I mean, my products definitely are more of a year round product. It's not necessarily for, uh, you know, a, a particular time of the year. Um, there is some times that it might peak, but it's pretty steady and I do like that, but it also means that when everyone's, you know, on the sidelines saying like, Oh, look at us, look at all the big numbers we got. And then, uh, you know, you look and you look at yours and you're like, well, mine are just kind of normal. Uh, you, you kind of might feel a little bit deflated. So you don't want to do that. All right. So I'm going to walk you through really quick what my numbers looked like. I'm going to also talk about what my numbers look like now. I'm recording this actually in the middle of January, so I do have a little bit of a glimpse as to how my sales are going now um, since the fourth quarter. I think you'll be surprised. And then uh, and then I'll also go over uh, as far as like, you know, what my plans are moving forward and all of that good stuff, okay? So first off, the total revenue for December for me was $30,065.48. Now, I'm just going to throw a little disclaimer out there. $2,000 of that was for promo sales. I launched a new product in December and we ran some promotions for that through some giveaways. So I'm taking $2,000 out of that 30. So that brings us to $28,000 in revenue. Okay. So let me also say that out of that month or out of December, we had 1,899 units sold. We had 1,756 orders. That means that we had people buy multiple, you know, multiple uh, items or, you know, multiple quantities. Okay. So that's the two different numbers there. So just about 1,900 units sold. Pretty good month. Not bad. Now, my sales normally would be higher, the revenue that is, but 
as you guys probably heard in the past, and I've reported this, is I've been playing around with my price because I've got some competitors that have come in and they're really starting to race everything down to the bottom. Everybody's kind of racing to the bottom. And that's really, a, I think, a, a problem. And, you know, sometimes there's nothing you're going to do about it, but, you know, go ahead and try to compete with other products or try to bundle and all that stuff. What I've done is I have since raised my price kind of in the middle and I'm still doing okay now after December, which is really good. But I did have to lower it to where that one product was maybe only making $3 a unit when before I was making close to $10 a unit. So that's a huge hit, right? Normally, if those units sold were the same and out of that mix of those products, uh, one of those, let, let's say that the one product was selling a 1,000 units, well, you're talking, if you're $7, you know, you take out of that $7,000, right? Uh, out of that out of that uh, equation there that you could have added to my revenue if I was able to charge that, but I couldn't because everyone was competing on that. And that was one of my first products. So I've learned some lessons along the way uh, and I'll talk about that as well. So just bottom line is 28,000 is what I'm gonna say is net, okay? Or not net, that is gross revenue, okay? Because the 30,000, you can't really count the $2,000 in promos, okay? I'm gonna run through these kind of quick just to kind of give you the numbers and then we'll talk about them, okay? So first off, you gotta figure in your product cost, okay? So out of those 1,899 units, cost me about $8,400. It was actually $8,410 is a closer number. Okay, that's product cost. Now you go into FBA fees. What are the FBA fees for that kind of, you know, sales volume? Well, for me, it was right around $8,200, so $8,200. And then the pay-per-click cost, it was a lot higher actually for me, but there's a reason for that. Um, actually, and I'll be talking about this with uh, with someone that I'm having work on my own uh, Amazon pay-per-click now. They're actually um, experts in this, and I'm kind of doing this as a way to test it to see if it's worth hiring someone that knows more about pay-per-click or not even just knows more, but can manage it better. Um, and I'm going to actually introduce that here pretty soon into uh, or talking about it on the podcast because I wanted to kind of use the service and see if it was worth it. But that $3,100, some of that was really testing some campaigns and seeing what keywords were good and what, what ones weren't. Um, but out of those or out of that $3,100, I generated $6,800 in sales. So you can see there the, you know, the 50% ACOS is right around there. So, you know, it's, it's not where I would want to be, but it still helped me generate organic sales. Like I said, like out of that 6,800 sales, if that generated 400 or 500 sales, that's fine. But it, I also got a bunch of other organic sales because I'm running the pay per click. All right. But that's a whole nother talk for a whole nother day. All right. So if you, you know, to, total up the $3,100 in pay per click, the FBA fees, 8,200, product costs, 8,410, miscellaneous tools and fees, about 250 bucks. Our costs are right around $19,966. And now again, guys, I didn't go in and fine tune everything to the penny, but these are close. Okay. So 19,966 is the cost. My gross was 28,000. So Right around $8,000 profit, okay? That's around where we're at. And that is just about 30% margin. It's just under. It's a smidgen under. It might be like 29.7. So let's just call it 30% margin, really, really, uh, you know, close. Now, that's not terrible, okay? Now, you guys have heard me say I'd like to get 40 to 50% in the future, and I'm working my way towards that. And I think even this month coming up, it'll probably be closer to 35, um, but we'll see at the end of the month. You really don't know until, you know, you start adjusting price and 
pay-per-click and all that stuff, right? So I think my pay-per-click will be less this month too. We've kind of dialed that in now to where it's uh, my my standard ACOS now across the board is is under 40. It's And some of them are even as low as like 20. Uh, and I, some of you may be thinking, well, that's kind of high. I'm getting, you know, 5% ACOS. Well, that's phenomenal. And I wouldn't expect anyone to uh, be getting that on a regular basis. I think if you can shoot for 25 to 30% ACOS, that's a pretty good number, especially because then you're going to be ranking for keywords. It's going to help you organically rank as well. All right. So if we look at that $8,000 profit, not too bad. Now, I wanted to uh, to kind of highlight this part here because some people may be thinking to themselves, well, $8,000 profit, that's that's okay, you know, and, you know, it's it sounds okay, but I want to do $100,000 a month and I want to, you know, I want to net twenty five dollars or $40,000 a month and that's great. Those are great goals, but <laughs> the thing is, if you're just starting or you're brand new or even if you're like me and this is kind of like a second revenue stream, it wasn't like my main revenue stream, but I'm seeing that it could be a full-time revenue stream, which if we calculate this out at $8,000 profit, that's $96,000 profit in one year, in one year. Now, of course, that's before taxes, but if you earn $100,000 at your job, you got to pay tax on that too, right? Social security tax, federal tax, you know, uh, you know, state tax, all, all of that stuff, right? So, you know, $96,000 profit is, is like if I went to, to work for someone, that'd be like making $96,000 on the books, right? So not too bad. If you say, well, eight grand a month, you know, that's a lot of times that's more than a lot of people are making at their job. All right, so not too bad. Now, that's just one month, and if we go back and look at all of my histories, you know, it ranges. Some months it's eight, sometimes it's six, sometimes it's, you know, 10, sometimes it's 12. It can vary. But then again, if you look at across the board, um, you know, that's where you really will get, you know, the final number. But if I'm just saying, like, if we looked at this number and, and it might seem like just okay, if you calculate it out and you can consistently do that, that's almost $100,000 a year. Okay, in in profit, if you're able to do the 30% margin like I did here. All right. Now, let me just remind you, too, that, you know, I have just about I just have just have because I just actually put in another product uh, in December was uh, 10 active SKUs. Now, those active SKUs doesn't mean it's individual products. There's one product that I have, you know, four different SKUs because I have variations. And then I have additional products that might be a bundle of the existing two products, let's say. So if you wanted to say like how many unique products they are, I have just about five, okay? And five of those are bringing in most of the sales. But I have some, and I looked at this, and it's kind of interesting to kind of see across the board now, I have some that might only get maybe two sales every other day, right? But there's small little like extra sales that come in. Like it's almost like you took a bundle and you split it apart and then you had the variations on one listing, but then you could take that one accessory and maybe just list it all by itself just because why not, right? Why not have that solely by itself on another listing and it doesn't really cost you anything and all you have to do is really break it out of that bundle and have it into its own package with with its own UPC code, own pictures and all that stuff. And that's kind of what I did. And it was funny because I would see you know, like every few days I'd get two or three additional sales from this little straggler of a product that I just said, you know what, I'm going to split it off of my bundle and just put it in by itself and see what happens. And it's worked pretty well. Now, my one bundle that I started with, uh, it was my third product technically that has four SKUs. That one there has been consistently, you know, right around between the four SKUs, right around 15 to 20 units a day. Uh, all across. Now, one of those is a bundle that's $29.97. So that one really is nice because you get a higher profit margin on that. Okay. So I just want to be very, very transparent and very open with you guys that, you know, this is 
a marathon. This is not something that, you know, you may have a month that you knock it out of the park. You know, I've had, you know, a couple of months where I did, you know, up over $40,000 in revenue, you know, and that was great. And my margin was higher. I would think I was yielding 38%. That doesn't mean that every month will be like that, okay? Um, and again, you may also, and I, I wanted to highlight this, and I made a little note here, you know, you may go into these, you know, Facebook groups, including ours, you know, the TAS community, and you may see people posting screenshots, and you may be thinking to yourself, wow, you know, that's like crazy, that's like awesome, like, you know, they're making, you know, they're showing revenue numbers of, you know, $600,000, you know, and all of this this stuff, and, and you're thinking to yourself, that's what I want, but you need to start small, you know, and not to mention that some of these people, not just, you know, in, you know, our group or any other group, it's just some people are putting in the revenue numbers, but they're not telling you the margin. The margin is the, the, the critical piece here. You know, I can go ahead and post all of the, all of these numbers and almost like inflate them in a sense, you know, by, you know, go ahead and, and saying that I, I had so many sales and then from those sales, but I, I use pay per click and I spent eight grand on pay per click or 10 grand on pay per click. And then the numbers did, you know, if you look at the numbers, they're similar to what someone's doing with less revenue numbers, if that makes sense, you know? So it's very easy to do that with screenshots. Uh, so that's why, unless you're breaking it down and you're seeing everything that's being kind of, you know, taken in, into consideration here for costs, um, then you can get a true number, you know, and that's what I want to do here for you is kind of give you, I want to give you those true numbers, you know, and again, not to sugarcoat anything and to let you know that, you know, I'm just like you, I'm in the trenches and I'm, you know, struggling here and there at these different points and I'm doing what I can do here on my end to try to uh, broaden out my brand, uh, even partner with another guy in a, in a small brand right now that we're starting and we're able to now test different things in different markets. I really think that's cool that I'm kind of playing around with. Um, and you know what? I'm going to share that with you too. And I don't know that I'm going to share too much about brand two with this partner, but I will share this. Okay. Because it's only been really, uh, I've only been really involved for just about, well, December. Uh, and there was a product too that I was kind of involved in. Um, on that. And that one product is a very low price product. And I'm not usually a fan, but we kind of found this one product and said, you know what, let's just give it a shot. I think we can, you know, make it a little bit more unique. And we have, and uh, it's only costing us a dollar fifty to land inside of FBA. And we're able to charge anywhere between nine ninety seven to fourteen ninety seven. Currently, right t- today, that that uh, item is listed at thirteen ninety seven, and other products that are similar are listed between thirteen ninety seven and fourteen ninety seven. So let me just say though, uh, month uh, or the month of December on that particular one, it's a brand new brand. By the way, brand new brand. It's a lot of brand. Uh, there's that's a brand new brand that um, he started and kind of was just part timing it with one of his products, um, which is you know the product is doing okay. The second product is doing better. Uh, and we're also getting ready to launch a third product, which is uh, very similar to the second product because there's ways that you can I, you can make this one unique um, and almost serve the same purpose. But um, let me just tell you those numbers really quick. So for December, uh, in that brand, 614 units were sold. Okay, and we did the exact same thing. So at the tail end of November, that's when we ran a promotion. Right around Thanksgiving, we we ran a promotion for this product number two. Okay, so these numbers right here are not with promotions involved. All right, so 614 units sold, $6,750.35 was generated, okay? Product one had 106 sales, product two had 508 sales, all right? And the pay-per-click we ran was $995. FBA fees was right around $2,400, all right? So over two grand 
in technically profit, if you were to take and pull money, but we're not, you're going to roll that back into maybe product number three, or, you know, and, and, and being able to, you know, continually build out this small little brand. But you can see right there, I mean, again, I'm just playing around and I'm not pulling any of that profit right now. And, you know, the agreement is, you know, for him and I is, is really like, you know, as the, the brand grows, once it starts to develop profit, then we can start, you know, splitting out the profit. But again, that's a no, a whole nother conversation for another day. But, um, you know, this here is, uh, is something that I think is fun for me because I'm able to help, but I'm also able to test in another market in another brand. And it's a very low priced item, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I wanted to kind of play around with it. So that's what we've done. So again, I'm just sharing that with you. I don't know how much more I'll share with you on that because again, it's, it's a partnership, um, on that. But, uh, I did want to just kind of give you that because, you know, just starting out and, and even saying like, you know, month two, after you're live, of course, you know, month two to be able to, you know, have a positive in any business. That's pretty darn good. Uh, so, and for a very inexpensive product. All right. So, all right, enough on that. So I just wanted to kind of share that with you because there's different things that we can do here in this business. And it's not just your business, right? Your business is great. You can focus on that, but then you can sit there and start to think to yourself as you're talking to people. Well, I'll give you an example. And I think I talked about this before because I was talking with my oldest daughter the other day about it. Who's, you know, she's 20. She'll be 21 in July. So she's, you know, smart girl. You know, she's been, you know, <laughs> listening to her dad quite a bit since she's a little girl about marketing and business and all that stuff. And uh, she's got a good head on her shoulders, but she was talking to someone that was making, uh, you know, an organic product and, uh, and the person had a very, very lousy website and stuff. And she was like, you know, I bet you, I could probably help her get on Amazon. And I'm like, you could, but see, she's not focused on Amazon and she doesn't really want to, she wants to focus on her hair and makeup business. She's a wedding uh, hair and makeup artist. So that's really what her passion is and everything. And, uh, you know, that's what she's doing. But it was funny that she identified it and she brought it to my attention. And I'm like, exactly. You know, even though you don't have your own product, you still could be putting out feelers or listening to other people and that that have no idea how to do this and now you do even from just listening to the podcast you know more than probably 90% of the people out there that you talk to on a regular basis maybe even more all right so you can you can get into this business with a unique product just by finding someone locally at a farmer's market right that makes organic whatever lotions or something right or shampoos or whatever right I mean you could do that stuff um, or someone that's a woodworker and you can offer their wood products uh, you know on I mean there's just it's endless on what you can do. Um, again, I'm going on a little tangent here. I know, but I have to because, you know, this is how I think and this is how I think other people should think because there's so much opportunity there. When I hear people saying, well, I can't find a product or, you know, uh, I'm not really sure if this is going to work. Should I do it? You know, you just got to make the decision to either go for it or, or not go for it or lessen the risk by going in with someone else and saying, hey, let's go in together. I'll take your product that you're selling in your brick and mortar store or at the farmer's market and I'll go Go ahead and I'll list these up on Amazon and whatever we make, we'll split. But something like that, you know, I mean, obviously you want to do your homework and probably get an attorney to draw up some paperwork, but I'm just saying there's, you know, the possibilities are endless. All right. So let's move forward here. I didn't want this podcast to be that long, but I wanted to, uh, to kind of give you my take on, uh, on, uh, you know, as far as like the income that's coming in, but also, you know, the future of, of Amazon. Cause I get a lot of people that say, Hey, I think it's oversaturated. You know, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to make my, my mark there. And that's, that's fine. A lot of people do think that, and that's okay. That, that keeps, that keeps a lot of people out. Um, unfortunately for the people that it could benefit, if you would just stick with it and, uh, and bust through those, you know, those roadblocks, you'd probably get there. 
All right. All right. So what are the lessons learned from December or just in general? But I'm going to relate them to December. Number one, price can make a big difference in your profit. How do I know? Well, because I've lowered my price on one of my products that I was, you know, before making between eight and ten dollars, you know, profit per unit. And now I was making well, I'm now making more, but I was making as little as three dollars a unit. Uh, currently, I'm probably making more like six. Again, it's not really where I want to be, but that one has over 700 reviews. It does get 25, 30 sales a day still, and I'm able to, you know, go ahead and, uh, you know, play with the price and spike it every now and then. And then from there, I can also run promotions to my other products through this one because it's getting traffic and all that stuff. But the lesson learned there is that price definitely makes a difference on your profit. Okay. Uh, so you need to be aware of that. And you also need to see if you can, if you can take advantage of a product that was doing well before, maybe not as well now, and how you can capitalize on that, okay? The next lesson learned is more SKUs help keep steady sales, okay? Now, within reason, I don't want people to say, I'm just going to go out and slap a bunch of products up out there, you know, 20 20 products. I'm going to get 20 products up. I don't care what they are. Crappy products, just going to throw them up. I don't think that's the answer. I think the answer is starting with one product and seeing how that goes. And then from there, if you see other opportunities around that, then do that. If not, start another product or another brand and then, you know, go from there. Or just take your main brand and just launch, you know, like four different products, you know, not at the same time, but in, at different times so you can see which one might stick. Now, I know some people say, well, I'm going to go ahead and do the AliExpress method and I'm going to, you know, launch four products all simultaneously. And that's fine if you're doing like a low, like, you know, a low, uh, you know, price point thing or, uh, you know, a low volume that you're doing, like maybe like, you know, a hundred units of each, you could do that. And actually I've thought about trying that myself just as a test. All right. Uh, because then you can see one product really takes off and you kind of take the other ones, just let them sit on the shelf. And then you start focusing on that one. That's fine. Okay. And that's kind of what I've done here. Even with my own products, I can see which ones are really, you know, taking off and which ones aren't. And you're, of course you're going to focus on the ones that are really starting to get some traction, of course. Right. But I don't want people to think that you're just going to go out there and throw out a bunch of products and then you're going to be able to get steady sales. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is as you gradually build up to five, you know, five, uh, you know, SKUs, and then you go to eight SKUs and then you go to 10 SKUs, you are going to find that you're going to have, you know, this product did three sales, this product did four sales, this product did 20 sales, this product did 11 sales. And then they just start to add up that now you're doing consistently 50 units a day, right? And that's really how you can, you know, leverage all of your other products, especially, especially if they are related. Now, I had someone ask the other day on one of my workshops, they said, you know, do we have to make sure that they're related? And the answer is no, you don't have to, but it does uh, give you an advantage because now you have, you know, recently bought together, you have, uh, you know, places that you can promote your your other products in there, 25% off when you buy one of these and one of these, um, you can do that type of stuff. So all of that does help you. Uh, so, you know, I would say try to stay in the same uh, market, but if you can't, then don't worry about it, right? Uh, I mean, you know, myself, I'm thinking about, you know, go ahead and try and, you know, maybe a completely different thing just for, uh, you know, just for a, a test. You know, again, I mean, you're able to do that once you have cash flow coming in, but you, you, you got to be careful with that too, because then you don't want to just be scattered, right? Uh, so you got to just use your head wherever you are in the process. You need to ask yourself, you know, what do I need to focus on? And, uh, you know, and, and what's going to get me the most results the fastest? 
All right, and that's really the question. All right, so moving on to lessons learned. Fourth quarter is good for some people, but not everybody, okay? And, you know, some people, like I said, most people are saying fourth quarter, especially the people selling toys. Oh, my gosh, they had a heck of a fourth quarter. But guess what uh, first quarter's doing? Nothing. (laughs) I know people that are selling in, in that market, and it's a great thing. It's kind of like you have this huge rush of traffic, and then you all of a sudden plummet, and you have hardly anything. And and that's okay if you plan on that. But then what happens the rest of the year? Are you going to have some spikes? Are you going to have some more drops? I like to find stuff that I could that I can sell consistently. Um, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't go after a product that I thought would have a spike in sales at certain times of the year. You know, that would definitely be something that I would be interested in. But one thing, like I said, people need to be aware of is you don't want to sit around and wait for fourth quarter and have inventory and have to plan that for that inventory. And then all of a sudden you're stuck with inventory for six months or eight months until another time that there might be a hot spot or a gift giving time. You know, I know some people sell products that are, you know, they're, they're really uh, good for gifts. Well, you know, if you, you know, if you're not marketing all the time for people that are, you know, like Mother's Day and Father's Day and, you know, all of those different days, uh, you know, it, that could really hurt you because then you're, you're depending on those particular points. All right. So for me personally, I like steady sales throughout the year. Yes, you're always going to have a drop in the summer, usually depending on what you're selling. Now, obviously, if you're selling barbecue mitts, which I don't recommend you do, but if you did, uh, yeah, the summertime obviously would be the hot spot. But then from there in the winter, you're not going to have those sales, right? Unless people use those gloves for winter gloves when they're out shoveling snow. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so anyway, that's the lessons learned. Pricing can really make a difference on your profit. More SKUs definitely help you receive steady sales within reason. And then fourth quarter is, is good for some, but not every product and not every market. All right. So just understand that. So my plans is to focus on current SKUs, okay? One Ones that show really good signs that they're getting traction, those are the ones I want to focus on. Those are the ones I want to really, you know, nurture and I really want to build to be better and I want to focus on those. Now, the other thing that I want to do, and this is my plans moving forward, is my next product that I'm researching right now and anyone... And anyone's moving forward in, you know, for my next two or three products, I'm going to look into more expensive products. Now, I know some people are going to say, so Scott, are you changing everything now? Are you, if you started all, all over again today, would you do this? And then be like, no, I would do exactly what I just said. Even in that second brand that I was talking about, you know, with my partner, like we went after a product that was a dollar fifty just because it made sense. And we thought we could find a spot there. And we did right now. That doesn't mean that, uh, you know, I won't, you know, advise him and, you know, that brand to, you know, start incorporating some more expensive products because you can have a mix of both. And I think mixture is really good as being having that, you know, that, you know, different range of products where you can have some products that are inexpensive and then you got some products that are, you know, high priced because now if you get one sale on the high price, it's like getting four of the smaller sales, right? It makes sense. And to really diversify those different products, I think is smart. You know, that's me personally. So, you know, I'm going to be looking at products that range between $25 and $75 retail. So that's what it would sell for on Amazon. Okay. And then I'm also going to be using the Jungle Scout web app to identify the listings that have under, uh, you know, under uh, optimized listings. Okay. They have a new feature in there, uh, which allows you to see listings that are rated between one and a hundred, hundred being awesome and one being lousy and then you can rate or you can only look at the ones that are rated really low because then if they're getting sales at 
you know, a really horrible or having a horrible, you know, listing and you're able to come in there and create a really nice listing and then do some promotion behind it. And usually if you have an under optimized listing and they're getting sales like 10 sales a day, well, that usually means that there's probably not a lot of private labelers in that space. So that's an advantage for you. So almost like go where others aren't, right? That's what you want to do. Don't go where everyone else is. Go where other people aren't. And that's an advantage in itself. So finding listings that are under optimized, but still getting sales, that's a good thing. All right. Because then you can improve that. Then you can use your marketing skills as well and do all of the, all of the cool things that we do to get ranked. All of the cool things we use with pay per click. Um, all of the cool things we can do with a promotion. All of that stuff is your advantage and you can shoot right up in the rankings and start getting sales, uh, almost immediately. So that's what I am focusing on, uh, moving forward. Again, I'll keep you guys, uh, I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, and you know, you guys have to figure out what you want to achieve and go for it. Okay. Don't get discouraged by the big numbers, the screenshots. Like I said in the beginning, don't get discouraged by those numbers. Okay. You know, I could look at those numbers and get discouraged. Should I? Should I give up? You know, should I? Oh boy, these numbers aren't good. I, I should, you know, maybe say, oh, I, I probably, this isn't working. I, this isn't working because I'm not getting those kinds of numbers. You know, I'm happy. I'm content but I'm not like satisfied, you know, I mean, yeah, I want to be able to, to keep, you know, pushing, but it doesn't mean that I have to look at those numbers and go, oh, I'm not as good because they're showing these big numbers. You know, that doesn't phase me. What phases me is what are my numbers and can I improve them? You know, that's my gauge. Okay. And uh, yeah, you know, you always want people that are going to be able to push you. And that's where, you know, like a mastermind would come in or a group like our Facebook group and, you know, you find people there or, you know, like our private label classroom. There's a bunch of people in there that, you know, you're you're in there and almost like helping each other get to that next level in a sense. And that next level for you might be going from twenty five thousand in revenue a month to fifty thousand dollars or thirty thousand dollars. Or it could be from going from two thousand dollars revenue a month to ten thousand dollars revenue a month right it doesn't have to be from zero to a hundred thousand dollars a month I think that's a I think that's a, a recipe for disaster and for failure because you're you're trying to achieve too much too fast and in reality what is it that you need what is it that you want and then just take yourself pull it back and start mapping out what you need to do. I talked about that in episode 138, five steps to take action and crush it in 2016. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that episode. That's episode 138. So theamazingseller.com forward slash 138. Check that out. And like I said, that title of that one here is five steps to take action and crush it in 2016. And I talk all about mapping it out. So this way here you can achieve what you're trying to achieve. All right, so I've rambled long enough here. Hopefully, this has been helpful to you, inspiring, motivational, whatever. Hopefully, it's just made you realize that, you know, this thing is a marathon, and if you're going at this thing for quick money, you might as well turn around and just go in another direction because I don't believe it's there. I do believe that there's a ton of traffic on Amazon. It is probably the fastest way to take a business from zero to making money uh, than any other business out there, in my opinion. Especially, think about this. If you want to open up a franchise, you got to invest like, what, $200,000, $300,000, maybe $500,000 in the business, and then you have to pay royalty fees and all that stuff. So that business isn't going to really make a net profit for four, five, six years sometimes, right? It's going to pay all of the staff. It's going to pay you maybe a, you know, a small salary, 
but it's not going to really make any money. The business isn't going to make any money. This here, to me, is probably the quickest way to get a business off the ground. And then from there, you can decide what you want to do. Do you want to go to another channel? Do you want to build your own channel? Uh, all of that stuff. So again, it's a great way to get started and get in front of buyers, right? Amazon is flooded with buyers, right? That's It's a search engine for buyers. That's what we want. All right, guys, that's it. That is going to wrap it up. Let me remind you, if you guys are brand new or even if you're not brand new and you wanted to attend one of my live workshops, you can always register by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. And basically what I do there is I will break down the five phases for picking a product, for sourcing a product, for pre-launching a product, for launching a product, and then promoting that product. The entire steps, I call them my phases. That's phases one through five, and I break it all down, and I also answer live Q&A. So I'd love for you to attend if you if you want to come by and say hello, and also I answer live Q&A on there as well. So love to have you. So that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you in the next episode.